Hey, babe. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> Doing all right. Having a, a good day. That's I took good. Uh, my last exam for the semester today. That was nice. How'd you do? I don't think I Oh, I did get an A. Oh, yeah, I got an A, and I got an A in the class, even though I couldn't stay in that class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, take that, professor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while since we recorded a podcast, and it, it actually has been a year since we recorded a podcast. Yeah. And, um, you know, 2019 ended up being a pretty tough year. Um, so much so that we really lost, like, a a desire or inspiration to do a podcast and almost feel like we had to start from scratch mm -hmm. um not with the podcast per se but just with like life yeah, i think we needed a reset <laughs> yeah Definitely. yeah so um why now why do you think um why do you think now is a good time to kind of i have my own ideas but why do you think now is a good time to re-pick up this podcast thing you know, like 2019, I couldn't, I didn't have a, a voice to how I was feeling. I, I just was feeling it, but I couldn't really make a voice to it. And uh, and even when I tr would try, like I would try to articulate, you know, how we were, how things were going. And um, even in some of our previous podcasts, and I felt that I was putting a wall up because mm. um, I didn't really want to bring people into how... To how things were going like i, I mean I, I was trying for sure um but i felt a hesitation all like all the time and but it wasn't because i didn't want to share it because i really didn't know how to articulate it and um it took like my like anxiety and just like sadness and of 2019 coming to a head and and having no choice but to put words to it and to pour out my heart over it and that now I feel and, and then do the work to to like heal from from it to now feel like I have the the words, you know, mm. for it and and moving forward we'll continue to, you know, maintain that that language of articulating like my feelings, you know, better. So I think it's needed. You know, I think this is a time, especially, especially now, you know, um, with quarantine, um, COVID-19, uh, the like riots that's happening right now and the peace, the protests, police brutality, like all this crazy stuff that's happening right now, you know, I feel like why not, you know, I feel, I feel like everyone needs an outlet, you know, um. And just maybe we have the words that someone is struggling to articulate for themselves. And, um, yeah, I, I just think that there's no time like the present to to put some encouragement out in, into the world, put some positivity out into the world. And, you know, and just to, to vent our grievances and our um, hurts and our pains to let someone know out there like, hey, man, you're not alone. We're, we're feeling it, too. So, yeah. If anything, we just we know that 2020 is pretty much tough on the vast majority mm -hmm. of people um, right now, and who sadly some people don't have outlets. Mm -hmm. um, but 
you know, this is a great time to find a good, healthy one. And this, this podcast for us was a good outlet, mm-hmm. you know, when we were doing it. And it wasn't until it became too hard and and we just like didn't have the strength and to do it like i mean for me at least i know it was a, i didn't really feel like i had the the strength for it or the capacity yeah trying to juggle um nursing uh, work working as a nurse in the hospital and graduate you know graduate school i it was my first year of of graduate school actually yeah. and who that first that first full year was was tough to juggle Work full time work at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. at least now things are a little bit different. Now I'm working part time and um, still going to school, but I have a handle on it. Like I feel like I can I can manage it mm-hmm. um, well and maintain success. You know, without completely feeling like I gotta lose my mind by mm-hmm. the end of every semester. So it, it, it seemed like by the last two weeks of every semester, I was just on fumes. Yeah. And each semester, was those, it was happening earlier and earlier in the mm-hmm. semester, and it was more severe. Uh, and that made me so super anxious. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to maintain this, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I still got a whole another year to go. Like, you know, I, I can't um, can't handle this uh, this this stress and, and anxiety on top of everything else. Right. But 2019, we bought our, we bought our condo. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, uh, were trying to get pregnant. Yeah. It was uh, our first year of like, of what I, what to me, it was like our most intentional efforts uh, to try to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, we were taking all of these, we were taking supplements. Mm-hmm. And you know, vitamin, like vitamins yeah. and stuff, just to keep ourselves nice and healthy. And we were following like our diet really well. Mm-hmm. And we did, we tried um, IUI mm-hmm. uh, two months um, in a row, and they were unsuccessful. Um, you know, you and I started beefing because like yeah. I didn't. You you graduated from school, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome. Um, but I didn't feel like you prepared yourself for like hitting the ground running after school. And I felt myself building resentment. resentment. Yeah. I was starting to build resentment because, because on the flip side, I was like working myself to death, mm-hmm. literally working myself to illness, you know, and, um, and it felt like you were, you had the luxury to just kind of figure life out yeah, at your own speed. And I was I was struggling um, with like I didn't I didn't have like like vision, you know. Um, I was struggling with just even projecting like what I wanted like out of life, mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard for me to like go where I don't where I can't see a path. Um, it's 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 really it's really difficult and. Like I was in a place where I couldn't, I couldn't predict a path. I couldn't, I couldn't like plan a path. Like it was like, like blind. Um, And I was too burnt out and tired to even provide you any like encouragement or direction. Like, which is, which really made me sad. I wanted to encourage you through, through that. Like I wanted to be like, 
you got this babe let's do this and figure this out together yeah i ain't have it man and, and I, like, I and I felt I felt pretty pretty uh, shitty as a husband because like, you know, on on my end, like I'm seeing you wake up early in the morning. You know, I'm driving you to work some of those days, and you know, I'm I'm seeing you not early in the morning, but like like at nighttime or whatever, and like while you're on night shift, and I'm picking you up from the, like the late shift, and like just seeing it just grind away at you. You know, or picking you up early in the morning and just seeing how the hustle and bustle was grinding away at you. And it was like, man, like, I don't have a vision to move forward. Um, I don't have a, like, I can't, like, I'm not helping you right now. Um, I just didn't feel very helpful, you know, um, to you either. Um, and then in turn, I guess, like, the, the stress of it, you know, and, you know, and, and, Feeling like, like it's better if I not say anything because either a I'm gonna say the wrong thing or b whatever I say is gonna like like piss you off, you yeah. know. And um, it it was just a, I remember it being just a really really tough. I mean, and to be fair, like while I was in nursing school, you were doing the work and you 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 put school on pause and went to go work full time. Um, while I was in nursing school and I was looking forward to doing the same thing for you and like and working while you finished school and then um, so that you can hit the ground running and I almost felt like um, you didn't you didn't fulfill your end of the bargain mm. that's what it, that's what at least at least I feel like that's what the enemy really tried to like Mm-hmm. convince me of that like see when he when he was working and you was in school you did your part you were you kicked butt with school mm-hmm. you uh, you graduated with honors and you hit the ground running you was like i'm gonna hurry up and get this licensing exam done and i'm gonna go hardcore with my job search and and i only applied to a handful of jobs because i wouldn't settle for anything less than a certain amount mm-hmm. doing a certain working in a certain specialty, et cetera. Like, and I felt like I was doing that for us. Mm-hmm. And when we, when I find, I start working as a nurse, you go back to school. It didn't always feel like you were taking, you were taking the full potential of that time that you had in school. And, mm-hmm. and I also get it though, that like, at this point I'm a freaking like serial student. Then, mm-hmm. so I know school, like I know, the level of grind that is necessary for me to not just succeed but excel mm-hmm. while you are figuring that out. Yeah. But I feel like you kept putting a cap on yourself. You was like I feel like it was all it was always Well like, I didn't I didn't I'm know my oh, I'm sorry. I I, just, I didn't know my limit. Oh yeah. Um so I'm a I'm a videographer. I went to school for um video production and um you know and I have a small I have now have a small business called Dreamcake Elevate LLC where I provide video production services uh a quick plug so i just figure like this free advertising um <laughs> yeah so to put it in context i um i'm a video video production specialist and you know so in in that particular field more so often um more so than than not you have to have like pretty much connections you know um to get you in the field is very performance um it's a very performance-driven job. Um, 
so like I, I didn't have like a body of work like portfolio to speak for me at the time um, other than school projects you know and um, I just like and looking back at it I, I do think that um, like knowing more of my capacity now um, I, I could say I didn't put as much energy as I should have you know into getting those connections and really setting myself up yeah yeah I just I, I do wish that um, things were a little bit different, but the fact that it, you were, you know, kind of figuring out, you know, where to go professionally and and while I was also having a hard time professionally, um, it was tough to handle both at the same time. Um, I think it's easy, though, to blame, you know, the person that's close that you're closest to mm-hmm. um when you get to observe them every day you know also but yeah mm. things are definitely much better now yeah i got to a point myself that i just you know had to get back into therapy um and i quit my job um and just had to get out of that particular environment for a little bit um and break just kind of create a bit of a clean slate which was a great thing to do professionally um and i don't know i I didn't feel like i was growing um at my job Mm -hmm. i just felt like it was just weighing on like wearing me down but it wasn't like actually like making me a better nurse right um and it was fear and concern that like man, am I wasting time? Should I move? Should I do something different to build myself as a nurse, you know, professionally? And do I just need to get out of this environment right now um, to help, like, just reset my my brain a bit um, on how to manage school, home, and work, and marriage on top of that. So I also realized that I went, a really long time without seeing my mom and grant like my mom in particular mm-hmm. um and i think that fed ended up, that ended up feeding a lot of sadness man yeah. that's the longest i had ever gone without seeing my mother yeah um, and that's th- yeah same so because spending know. time with her kicking it yeah. not even doing anything and, uh, and just just <laughs> the so great. just the like amazing thing of just being like we used to be three hours each way from your people and my people. Like we were like right in the middle, such a great uh, place to be, you know. Um, whenever we wanted to go see our family, like we just it was just a quick car ride, you know. And um, now it's a big car ride. It's it's a mm-hmm. you really have to plan for it, you know. Um, and you know, and it's even worse now. Man, thank God for Zoom and. Uh, FaceTime, yeah. you know, um, because, you know, I, c- I can only imagine like not being able to talk to our family, you know, living here on the West Coast now and and COVID happened and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, could you imagine if we didn't have like technology to like see our people face to face, you know, yeah. like that, that really like suck, you know. Of all the time that have been in California, this this year like covid 19 time is the most that i ever 
was like, man, should you have moved out here, yo? Mm-hmm. Like, I hated being this far from family mm-hmm. at the height of all this. Yeah. And we, had, like, had loved ones get sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I hate that I'm this far away. It really sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it really sucks. Still sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, it really tested, like, the original, like, you know, plan that God put on us to even come out here in the first place. Mm-hmm. It really was testing that, like, man, are you sure you should be out here? Are you yeah. sure you should have bought a condo? Are you sure you should have accepted that job that you now are, like, over and mm-hmm. burnt out with? Like, and it was so many times we were like, bump it, man, COVID or not, we we about to leave. Like, yeah, man. And I don't even know, like, where or what, like, but it's just hard being this, being on a whole nother coast. Yeah. yeah than my core family and friends um but i mean i'm still thankful for the relationships we're building here but like Mm -hmm. this is hard it is it is and then i think the thing is too it's like we both spend so much time you know investing in people you know and like just just knowing and being comfortable in in a certain environment for so long you know and then you move and like we're a year in here not here, but like in this place, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just tough, man. It's it's very challenging, you know. Um, every time I talk to like my my siblings, or you know, I Facetime with somebody from from Maryland, I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what do we do? I see you got a card in your hand. Yeah, I wanted to ask one of our uh, questions from our this best self intimacy deck that we bought off uh, Amazon. Um, because even with, I guess now, seven years of marriage, mm-hmm. is it about to be seven or already seven? Wait, is it 13? Eight, nine, 10. So it's 2020, right? It's about to be seven. Mm, about to be seven. Wow. Time flies when you're mm-hmm. having a good time, man. Yeah. Like, we, uh, throughout our, our marriage, we've always, like, liked getting questions, like, couples questions yeah. or conversation starter mm-hmm. questions. Like, they just haven't gotten old. And I don't think they probably will ever get old because we're always buying a new deck of cards or, yeah. or getting a new book with like questions to more to gain deeper communication and intimacy with your with your uh, loved ones so it's foundational man yeah. like I, I think it's important to go back to those foundational things like well sometimes we run to questions that we haven't asked each other before and we're like yeah. oh i haven't done that one or it's a question we've asked before but the answer is different now mm-hmm. like that the question for this answer i know to me is different now so this question is if you could see into the future what's one thing you want to see Mm. If you could see into the future, and it doesn't matter like What's how far into the future, it's just future. Just future. Okay. Um, if I could see into the future, I would want to see. Like, if we have kids, and will those kids be like productive members of society? <laughs> you know, like. 
You know, like, because, like, sometimes, man, I feel like parents be like, oh, man, I wish I would have known I was going to raise an asshole. I would have <laughs> never done this. <laughs> so I think I think I probably uh, want to check that, see if um, <laughs> if if we have a kid or or whatever. And like, would that kid like be? And I hope that's not asking too much. But, you know, hey. how Fact- about you? Uh, if I could look into the future, I'd like to see a future um, free of racism. Mm. You know, I don't think that's happening until the Lord returns. But hello. Um, but I'd love to see a, uh, a society that that isn't what defines it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also would love to see into um our future mm-hmm. uh i kind of don't you be cheating I with these cards because they say yeah. one thing and like a lot of times I mean, it's like when one thing one is answer. like but i'll be trying to play by the rules it's like oh, one well, thing free if you got another but one like go one. ahead go ahead go ahead i mean i don't know if i want to see us in the future person i personally when it comes to like question scenario questions like do you want to go into the future and say anything, see anything, you know, change anything? I'm terrified of having to look into the future. Yeah. Uh, so to be it, honest, it influence you like it, it's totally gonna influence. Yeah. Me. What if I go into the future and like I figure out that like the future sucks? Yeah. Like then what? And I'm like, well now. And that's like that's because cr- like you start getting into like like you know uh, physics and theories and stuff like mm-hmm. man like, i know me i if the, if i go into the future and something sucks i will tr- i will sit here trying to come back to the present to to fix it to fix it to yeah. change it and i'll probably just end up screwing things up more just like old flash boy in the tv show mm-hmm. we should we should <laughs> this is a sidebar but like we should watch this movie because you know just you saying um how you would come back and fix it it just triggered uh, this movie i saw called um Oh, what was the name of it? See You Tomorrow. Or See You Yesterday. See You Yesterday is a Spike Lee movie. Uh, well, he produced it. And uh, it's, it's so dope. I think you'll really enjoy it. Because I think the little girl, to your point, like, just like you. Like, and <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. But, How so? Well, she's very, she has a type A personality. And her her friend, her best friend, like has a personality that kind of reminds me of myself, you know. And they're both geniuses, which again reminds me of myself. And <laughs> and you know, and like she she the whole thing like they they discover time travel, but you can only go back in time one day. You can only go back twenty four hours, you know. So you can only change yesterday. You know, and she basically lose her brother and she spends the whole time, you know, trying to prevent her brother's death, you know, and things just things just get crazy. It's It's a very powerful movie. What are you looking forward to for uh, 2020? 
2021. If you still have any hope left of 2020. No, don't don't discard 2020 entirely. It's only half gone. It's only halfway there. I'm, there am I the there's only one that wish 2020 would just, just go. There's time to turn this I know. Around. I mean, this is you know what's crazy? Like we're we're just at our halfway point through the year. You know, so there's still a lot of hope potentially. Right? That's what I just said. I know, I know. But it's just hard to even think that we're only halfway through the year because yeah. of everything that has gone on. You know, like we're at the six month mark. And oh man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But once what am I looking forward to for the rest of the twenty twenty? Um I'm looking forward to police reform. Mm-hmm. And seeing what what life was like for some places without um, a police force, and I pray that those places will be case studies of like a like just better life, um, because like I'm I'm not a fan of how I know there are good police officers out there, but we ain't talking about them. We talking about the assholes, the ones who are killing innocent people and brutalizing people and not being mm-hmm. held accountable for bullying. their actions bullying Killing. yeah and they've been doing it for years and decades you know and you know like i'm not a fan of the foundations of of like how the police came to be you know and it's just i think it's time for a change and i hope that changes are coming i hope mm-hmm. it's coming soon and and i'm really proud of like how people are rallying together and it gives me hope for uh, 2020, you know, and I pray that this is the awakening that I hope it is. Man. So. Man. I, I, my hopes for 2020 is, it's the same for sure. Like I'm, I'm just like, I would love a future without this being what defines uh, our society. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not have hope uh, though. So, and it's been hard to mourn the loss of my hope well you but, i feel like you gotta clarify that because it's like all your hope isn't going my hope in this situation your hope okay my hope in a in an Amer- in a in a in a united states that isn't still complacent to mm-hmm. some levels when it comes to the murder of innocent black lives yeah yeah um, and true reform that um lasting reform yeah and and i national reform yeah. and i feel i feel um, like oh go ahead i'm sorry cuz it was just triggering thoughts but no no um and i lost it so i've just wasted your time <laughs> <laughs> i just um i just right now i'm just glad that i have friends who are holding my hope for me Mm. Even you, you still are hopeful, and uh, if if you're if you have the capacity and you're willing, I would like for you to help hold my hope. Yeah. Um, because I don't have. It's like I, now, at least now I can see it from afar. I don't have it. I ain't picking it up. Yeah. I don't trust it, but yeah. I can see it. Um, see the hope. I don't feel strong enough or willing enough yet to like hold on to it. Mm-hmm. one more time because mm. i've always i've always been very hopeful about yeah. this situation but i'm, I'm, not I'm very and I, I think 
what's helping me is just naturally I'm I'm a glass half full type person. Me too. You know, oh wait, I'm lying. Yeah, you're not. Not anymore. Mm-mm. Nursing has ruined me. No. I mean, but you were you you were um I don't know from from my point of view, like you were more so um, glass half empty. Like even before, I this. am now. Yeah, I mean, definitely now. It I mean, I've always, been, I've always been like pragmatic, but like now, I think I am more so. Um, yeah, more cynics. I won't say pessimistic, but I will say uh, cynical. Mm. There's a little bit of cynicism. Yeah, nursing will do that to you for but sure. But I do think and my hope being is being black in America would do it. I do think my hope is injured, though. It's definitely limping. Like a heavy limp, like someone beat my hopes ass and is walking home <laughs> by itself. Just like, mm. why this happened to me? That's how my, again, yeah, why this happened to me again every every Thursday. Um, but like, you know, I'm still hopeful, but it's, it's definitely injured. And and um, but my hope, my hope isn't in America, it isn't in in uh, police reform it isn't in all these things my hope is in like god and my hope is in like people have restored a lot of my hope um as of late you know while there's a lot of people who are beating the shit out of my hope week in and week out uh there are a lot of people who are restoring my hope and restoring my faith in humanity you know on a daily basis and i think i thank god for that um because I'm gonna tell you, man. After the Ahmad Aubrey thing, like I was done. Like I, I'm like I don't have any more hope. I don't think it's gonna get better. I think we need to move. Um, we need to get the hell out of out of the, the states. We need to we need to leave. You know, um, and I still feel that in in some regards. But if it was if it weren't for friends, if it weren't for um, just looking out and just seeing that people are seeing what's going on mm-hmm. you know um we, we were talking about this some time back where i was like man after the eric gartner thing you know i was like i don't think people see us like or if they do see us they don't care mm-hmm. you know um which was more terrifying and more upsetting you know and then flash forward i don't know how many years George, Floyd. George George Floyd and uh it's it's like a replay over over again. He's saying the same things like I can't breathe and it's like this time though people see it or they starting to see it. You know, and it's not just the the few and proud black people, you know, like yo what's going on? Like but it's you know, it's people in like my church community now for for the first time because last time i didn't hear anything from the church and now it's like that's all they want to talk about you know and so that gives me hope and it also ex- exhausts me like i'm <laughs> mm-hmm. it makes me very tired and weary um because what happens when you're a black person navigating a majority white um community is like you become the subject matter expert on all hate crimes and you know racism and things and like the plight of the black community you become the voice of a people and that's a very heavy um load to to bear you know and you know so while i'm hopeful 
I'm also tired. <laughs> Police brutality is something that happens, in, you know, all the time. Not just when certain hashtags happen to start trending, but mm-hmm. but regardless of like how something is being viewed, like in you know on like social media and things like that, I'm I'm I typically am always willing to answer questions. Clair, you know, provide clarity for those who are, who really want to know who are, who either are just like I was clueless about this and I want to learn. I I I, ha- I always have like books in mind ready to share and mm-hmm. podcasts to follow, you know, to subscribe to and um, authors, uh, you know, activists, things like that. And I'm and then I'm always willing to have the conversation, even when it's painful. You know, I'll sit and have the conversation with mm-hmm. people who are like working through their um fragility like white fragility or like uh, supremacy and just like wonder wondering like wow how how else have i been feeding into this egocentric way of of living um and perpetuating this injustice that may not be me killing uh, black people but but seeing what my role is in in it yeah um but this time was different yeah this time I'm, I'm also coming off of the heels of the most depressed and anxious time of my life so i have to keep mm-hmm. that in mind too that my my capacity is maybe is just different yeah at this moment for sure um, i'm feeling great i'm doing doing great i'm doing better than I, honestly than i've had in a very long time and it's nice even in the midst of a freaking pandemic i'm still like Life sucks, but I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this time, I was like, nope, I am protecting myself right mm-hmm. now. I didn't, um, I wasn't answering any phone calls except for my black friends. Mm-hmm. I only picked up the phone for black friends during mm-hmm. the last, honestly, in the last three weeks. I've only yeah. picked up the phone for black friends. Same. Um, and... And I don't want to answer no hate. questions. And it's, it's no, no hate. Yeah, it's, it's just no like hate. it's easier, and it's, it's like it's easier. It's, and it's less of stuff you gotta explain. Yeah. Like you pick up the phone with your black friends. Like yeah, I know, right? And I don't have to, cause my level of anger this time is like nothing I've ever. I've never been more angry in my life than I've yeah. had in the, over the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, because one, because I because of the whole morning, just like the loss of hope. Yeah. in this situation mm-hmm. but then like finally feeling fed up with navigating white spaces because yeah. we've been doing we've been i mean navigating white spaces like our entire adult life mm-hmm. and i am tired tired um and yeah that the anger of being so fed up with it mm-hmm. and with the situation, with, you know, putting myself out there emotionally and mentally, like, to help explain to people what racial injustice is and, like, all those times that I, like, have tried to help people, um, this is where we're at right now. And I'm like, you know, I'm done, man. I'm mm-hmm. feeling, I'm feeling bad. So I was not a good person to talk to. I wasn't a good person to call or Tets even because I wasn't being remarkably responsive. Um, there were pe- people who were just curious about how I, how I, I, you know, like, oh, I wonder how Kimitha is feeling about all this going on. Mm-hmm. If you were just reaching out to me out of curiosity, I ain't respond. Yeah. Um, 
if you were, you know, pouring out to me the just how this is different and I'm going to do better. I was very thankful for that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't all that available to encourage you along the way. If anything, I would rather you not talk to me because I, I am not a hopeful person to talk to right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I probably would lead you. I would probably discourage you at this point. Yeah. From trying to be the change. Um, but I'm getting better. I still get triggered. Mm-hmm. I had to get off social media for a while. Um, that probably has been the most helpful thing. Actually, it's just taken large chunks of time, like days of time off social media. Um, which even that is hard because I, I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I you get I get back on social media and I find out some someone else has been killed by police, mm-hmm. and I like um, you know one in Vallejo right here like not too far from us in California you know, California, mm-hmm. and, and now one in Atlanta, and I'm like dang I was off social media for for a little bit I wasn't even there to to be a part of pushing the the trending on social media even to get the attention that it needed to have and. It's a luxury to be able to just like cut off social media because mm. like it's something that I think black people should do specifically, but I don't quite yet know how I want anybody else to do it for mm. us, for our psyche. For, like I recommend taking breaks from, from social media. It's just so much information to take in. And yeah. I don't think we were ever meant to take in this much information yeah. in a short period of time. Um, but for people who are trying to like expose themselves to more, we should all have limits with social media. It shouldn't be the first thing we're looking at in the morning and the last thing we're looking at at night. Um, but don't you non-black people don't really have the authority to say, ah, I got off social media because it was triggering to me. Mm-hmm. Or um, it started to hurt too much. It was making me sad. Like, Because mm-hmm. uh, in that case, you need to question it. Because for you, you know, for, or like for you know, a non-black person, getting, to cut yourself off from it, that's, part, that's been part of the problem. Mm-hmm. They've been cutting themselves off from it and kind of ignoring it. Um, for a long time. That's what's been triggering for me. Like, like hearing people say that makes me sad. It makes me sad. Watching that made me sad, so I turned it off. That kind of, it's triggering because, of like, when is it going to make you angry? When is it going to make you upset? You know, and upset enough to, to do something, you know, and it's... I mean, it is sad. Like, it, but, it is. But, yeah, but when that's like, all you get. I mean, I think there was also, for some people, you know, sadly, it was their first time really seeing it. So, mm-hmm. it was shocking and sad. Yeah. And that was, I think that's I why I was probably get. triggering how is to it, you. Because how is it exactly? You know, like, like how is it your <laughs> first time? How did you not time? know? You know. Um, how, how, you, how did you not know But um, that this was happening? How do you not know it was this big of an issue? And then there's another question. Should okay, I be done so, asking that? Should I just stop asking that question? Like how? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why? I think just, so. Why are you now caring? Because like you know, why is this an issue now to you? I was thinking about that this early this morning. Like, you know, what makes now so special? You know, like why? Why is everyone like suddenly being awakened? To this now you know and i think i think it's 
you know, perfect storm of just COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And, and a raggedy economy. Raggedy economy. <laughs> and, like, people just, you know, like, they're not distracted by, you know, being able to go away and 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 escape, you know, like, at your favorite wherever, mm-hmm. you know. It's a like more captive you have to count, audience. You have, to, you have to sit in it. You have to stew in it a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's not just like, oh, I feel sad and you know, you just okay, I'm gonna just go about my life. No, it's it's everywhere now. It's all on social media, it's all on the news, you know, it's at church. It's it's no escaping it right now. Like some church. Some church. I should say some churches. You know, but even if it's not at your church, like it's still everywhere else. You know, and um it's what's sad is that it is at church, but it's just not. Good. But but for some churches, they're I mean. not talking about it. Like, I mean, in the are they are they minimizing it, it? Yeah, you know, or they're demonizing it. Why are these people rioting and yeah, they're making it about like know, that, yeah. which is another pet peeve. Quit talking about them buildings, you know, and and property and cars and stuff like, and and ignoring the fact that a human life was removed from this from this earth man like mm-hmm. that's how i was at work like that I, I was at work and that's all they were talking about is just just like the looting and like the damage of property and stuff and i'm like and i can't say anything at the moment because that's when i was like invisibly unhinged anger <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the only way I can describe it. So I could see myself like just like taking some deep breaths, like, Ooh. and mm-hmm. all I could say, all I could really get out when they were like, "Did you see like them like that one? That's all that one stealing a Louis Vuitton bag, blah blah blah." And I was like, and like I and another person said like, "I don't know why like they're these protesters are doing this," and I was scared last night because I could hear the protesters and. And I was like, well, that is, I was like, have you considered that the peace, the fact that the peaceful protesters were being assaulted mm-hmm. um, and the, and our president was quick to just call people thugs mm-hmm. who were out here pre- protesting and you have elected officials saying everyone stay gentle and kind while they're literally being shot with like rubber bullets mm-hmm. and tear gas and being pushed, shoved, stuff, punched, man. kicked. I mean, these are like it's. I mean, how did you know how? Like at everybody, and like at, then, at no, yeah. like no discrimination. Like everybody out there was getting the business. Like elderly people, young people, like shot with rubber bullets. Didn't matter if you were rioting or peaceful. Like mm-hmm. just maced. just be against, you know, what's happening to black and brown people in these streets, mm-hmm. and you and get in the works. Enough. That was yeah. enough, and it's like it's, but it's a history thing with this with this country, man. It's it's like, you know, you look at someone like um, Martin Luther King, who was uh, nonviolent all his life, you know, and but a, a stand up guy, and it's like, yo, we coming after the bag, and then they assassinate him. But he was he was peaceful protest, turn the other cheek, you know, um, like Gandhi like, and then you look at. Um, Malcolm X, you look at the Black Panther Party and, you know, same thing, like assassinated, you know, um, criminalized, you know, demonized. And it's just the way that it's like, don't speak out. Don't say black people need 
um, to have civil rights. Not even equal civil. Just be mm-hmm. kind. Be be fair. With dignity. Treat us with dignity. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and you know. And and the message is: don't say anything against what we've been doing and how we've been treating you. Don't say anything against that, mm-hmm. or we're gonna take you out. We you know. And happy. and like so now. Flash forward. You know, decades later. Peaceful protest doesn't matter. Violent protest doesn't matter. Same treatment. You know, so it's like kneeling when kneeling and then you try to make it about something that it isn't, you know, like it's it's ridiculous. And the message that it sends this is it's the same message. Don't say anything against how we've been treating you. Just take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I don't know. But we're not going to take it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Help me to love your decrees and commands. Give me the shrimp that I need to withstand. Black bodies that fall dead. Slain by policemen. When the police do wrong, who gon' police them? Lord, we living in a fallen world that cares more about the money than the people made in your image. My country's on fire, racing glasses and brimming. If the church don't care, who gon' put out the flame? When will we humble ourselves and call upon your name? Turn from our filth and run to get change. Really yeah, I don't really know what to like expect out of all of this but i'm appreciate i'm appreciating the good that's happening mm-hmm. um i i'm tired of people t- texting me and telling me and like look at the this discovery. good that's happened no no more it's like uh, like look at the good that's happening out of all this like oh just man trying to restore your hope. they're they are they are um you know are are you know can you appreciate that this is happening now and and yeah, but, I, but at the same I can't time, right now. yeah, when people like, hey, look at this, I feel like without them knowing, it's like they're saying, hurry up and get over this. Mm-hmm. Like, hurry up, stop grieving. Look at all this good that's happening. Like, mm-hmm. forget about it. But like, it's it's legit a grieving process. It's like you lost a loved one, or you know, or lost a dear friend or something. Like, there's a pro- there's a process to grieving, you know, and. Like, it still hurts right now. I haven't gotten to the point to where I have accepted it and decided to move on and, and to the next level. You know, like, it's, it's a, to you guys, we get the sentiment, you know, but you got to know your audience, man. Like, it's right now, it's not the time. Yeah. <sighs> I hope to, to be able to talk about this more again in an eloquent fashion with people right now i've been more too too angry to talk much about it but but i've been trying or i because i feel the anger like build back up and i i feel like i'm i get almost belligerent with trying to express how i how i'm feeling and Mm -hmm. um about all this and um and like what we should be doing to correct the issue and the issues but um Right now, I've been needing to just like think all this out, process. I'm still acting, you know, behind the scenes. I ain't been doing anything publicly, like or anything, but I'm still doing my, you know, my part with like, send writing, like sending letters, signing, you know, petitions, and um, getting the word out. And I am slowly starting to talk to the friends who are trying. Mm-hmm. They are really are trying to do 
the work mm-hmm. and helping them, you know, through it. I wasn't available to them for a couple of weeks, but but I am starting to now. I mean, at this point, I don't even like. I I think uh, for uh, I I've had a, I think at least like two or three friends who was like, hey, really want to talk, want to see how you're doing. I don't want to talk about how I'm doing. I want to know what books you're reading. Yeah. Like, um, or for another friend who wanted to like get together and talk, I was like, you know, to be honest, I'm not, um, I'm gonna need you to, to pick like two, three things off this list and read it or watch it before we talk. Cause it does nothing. It does nothing. It actually hurts me more to have to pick the scab tell you how i'm feeling only to be to get like oh that makes me so sad or i'm i'll be praying for you like i don't need that Mm. i don't need that i don't need a listening ear to be honest even because i've been i've talked about a lot of these this stuff at at nauseam um for a large chunk of my life so um i i hope though that I, it'll, I'll get a little bit better. Although I think it's, that's not a bad thing to do. I would challenge other people who have, who, especially those who like us have, are, you know, are navigating just white spaces. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we've been working and been in a community in white spaces for a long time now that to, to do that, you know, isolate yourself a little bit if you have to from, from friends but you know don't cut yourself off completely but but also don't hesitate challenging friends to be like look i'm gonna be i got i personally don't feel like there's not many people i could be brutally honest with with how i'm feeling right now um so i need friends who i choose not to talk to to not be offended so i want people to feel like they can do the same thing like hey you're just not the voice that I want to I want to hear right now. I had another friend who was like, "Oh, you might if, if uh, you know if you want to hear my opinion on this, um, we should talk about it sometime." And I flat out was like, "I think I need to hear some black voices on this topic first. I have I have a question um, for our for our listeners if you care to um, respond. What are some of your before bed routines? That's random. Well, we're about to end the call, and to be honest, we're getting ready to go to bed, and I kind of mm-hmm. wonder, you know, because we have our own routine, and I'm wondering like if it's too late to do that routine. Um, Hell yeah! Just go to bed. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I know it's a random question, but I'm curious. You know, oh no, it's true though. Routines, like before, be- be- you know, before bed routines. Yeah. What's the part? Some parts of our uh, taking it down routine. Where, where Brandon's probably bringing this up because it's late and it's it's time for us to start taking it down. Yeah, it's a little. We've been sipping wine and the wine is getting low, so you know that means it's time to go. Time to go. Um. You know, we have a dog, so of course, getting hair squared away. Mm-hmm. Making sure she has water. If she hasn't gone out yet, let her go out for a final time. And mm-hmm. she likes a little snack. 
I think she gets that from us. Little, uh, <laughs> I know, because we snack. always get bedtime snack. Yeah. Actually, you're right. That's probably why she be always wanting a snack at night, because we mm-hmm. do that every night. Every night. Dang. Yeah. We done created a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we brush our teeth and uh, sometimes floss, if we're honest. Like, <laughs> Um, We've been on it with like the Listerine and yeah. like the fluoride watch. You know, I saw I learned that from a TikTok. Like for, somebody hey like, man, TikTok, <laughs> TikTok and uh, DJ D Nice saved the year for me. They, like, they really are saving this know, pandemic, this season like of the pandemic. Up. That's for sure. Like, just yeah, you're right. You know, but, like it's the little things. You know, and like it's just we we just have to take it one day at a time, guys. Um, I think that's all it is. Just like in marriage. Marriage is like one day at a time. Not comparing marriage to like a pandemic or <laughs> Yeah. But I thought <laughs> but we were talking is... about nighttime routines. Oh yeah. I'm about to I'm about to ramp back up. Oh like yeah. a like your favorite pastor that's like uh-huh. in closing. <laughs> I got one more point. But never close. <laughs> never close. Um Yeah, so Let's see, my favorite nighttime routine, I would say, is a uh, prayer app. Prayer.com. Pray.com. Pray.com. App. Yeah, we listen to a Bible story. Bible, oh, Bible bedtime story. Sam's my favorite. Yeah, man. They need to get, like, <laughs> they need to get a black voice on there. They need to get Morgan Freeman. I know. Freeman I need a Morgan James Freeman. I, I'll definitely go to sleep listening to, listening to that. Yeah. I, I, James Earl Jones. If if you're if you hear this, please do um do like read Genesis, man. Like and record it. And you could sell it if you want or you could just send it to me. But I would love to hear James Earl Jones read through Genesis. In the beginning. Like that'll be so he, I think he does. There's a but there's really? a there's a whole Bible voiced by black actors. You know what? I I know what you mean. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. But they need man, why isn't that on U version? Why like you don't, man, see don't stuff even like get that. me Come started version version, like and Come all on. these freaking Euro voices that they have, like for cause it's not I, everybody sounded like Scar from The Lion King. Cartoon, not movie. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. Like don't even give me the street lights should be on you version. Yep. Come on, you version. Wake up, man. We need some diversity. For real. Come on. Tag hey, everybody hashtag you version diversity. <laughs> we need we need black voices. We need some black you, voices you version. Man, to read the Bible to me, please. Thank you. You know, like it's it's because y'all people think it's a white religion. No, I'm just <laughs> man. But hey. Don't get me started hey, there either. Hello. K love, <laughs> <laughs> come on, black voices, man. Mhm. Yeah. Let's get some hip hop on K love sometime, and not in conjunction with another like trendy. <laughs> yeah. White I feel artist. like I'm on a war war path before bed. All right, guys, look. Look. We got. We got to go, go. We need to get ready for I'm bed. Take this last sip. Mhm. Time is up, my friends. We love you guys. We love you guys. Thanks for listening in. Y'all have a good one. Good marriage. Yeah!